But good morning. You've got more than money. You've got Gene Dickinson, your host, your personal financial advisor, joining me in the studio, Alyssa Young, your other host. Good morning. How are you? I'm okay. How are you? Just okay. It's really ugly outside uh, right now, uh, and I'm a little sleepy, but uh, otherwise fine. So um, if you have really hard questions, save them for the 9 o'clock hour. <laughs> I'm still drinking my coffee. So you'll get there. You'll be yeah, fine. I'll wake up. You'll be fine. It is gray. It is drizzly. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is more a November morning than it is a December morning. But let's look on the bright side, uh, which would be hard because there's no bright out there. But let's <laughs> look on the bright side. It's not snow. Right. It's going to be warm today. Um, you says know, sees, says my weather app on my phone. <laughs> uh, warmer than normal for this time of year, so I would like it to stop raining for a little while at least so I can maybe go for a run and not be all bundled up. Go for a run. Wow, that's, that's kind of a new do, thing in your life. I don't do very often. Kind of a new thing in your life. Wow, interesting. <laughs> uh, welcome to More Than Money. If you're a loyal listener, you know exactly how this works. Momentarily, we will give you three different ways that you can join our show. Your participation is the show. (laughs) This is not your typical uh, weekend financial show where they prattle on and on. And every 30 seconds they go, call right now, call right now, call for your appointment, call right now. We're going to tell you absolutely nothing, give you no information whatsoever. We're going to answer no questions. We're just going to tell you, you should be afraid, be very afraid, be very scared. And the only person that can save you is us. Call now for your appointment. Oh, that's uh, what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not us. And for those of you that are saying, gosh, live on a Saturday morning on a drizzly, great. Yeah, that's what we do. <laughs> but we are making an exception this year. There is one Saturday coming up that we will not be here and we will not be live. And that's Christmas. And... Uh, uh, fortunately, Alyssa and I and our entire More Than Money team share a philosophy, a belief system, a value system, a faith that says, yeah, that's not what Christmas is about. If you were going to tune in on Saturday morning, on Christmas morning, and uh, try to figure out your IRA, hmm. uh, your priorities are not square. And we can help with that. We can help with priorities. <laughs> we can sure. get you square. And if you're saying, well, no, all right, I get that. I kind of get that. I guess I get that. I mean, I'm, I don't know that I believe what you believe. That's okay. Check with us. We'll be happy to talk to you about all that too. It is called more than money. That's what we do. So two weeks from today, we hope you have the most wonderful Christmas. We hope you'll be thinking about all the things that are really important about that day and particularly the people that you love and, uh, and the amazing gifts, oh, amazing gifts. And I'm not talking about the ones wrapped in paper under the tree. I'm talking about amazing gifts. Uh, we will not be here. I, oh, that was very exciting. <laughs> yeah, the microphone decided to reject my comments <laughs> and dropped out. It was it, a mic drop. <laughs> it, it what? Literally, a literal it was a, mic uh, drop. Thank you very much. <laughs> wow. Uh, John's giving John's Gene gonna, a dirty look. Don't break my microphone. You're you're abusing the equipment. Yep. I have to report you to HR. We're going to get kicked out of the studio. <laughs> Hello, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> I think Craig would be all right with it. Uh, so if you are so inclined and you're a loyal listener, and even if you're not, even if this is your very first time, by the way, if it is your first time, this is kind of how we start. 
<laughs> it's who we are. We we kind of start with what's going on and what have we been doing, and we're going to talk to you a little bit about that here in a second. Uh, we've, oh, you people are amazing. You're just amazing. You're just blessings. You're, you're incredible. We'll talk about that here in a second, but if you have questions about anything in your life, financially particularly, of course, investments or retirement, income taxes, IRAs and 401ks and Roth conversions, estate planning, uh, life insurance, long-term care, powers of attorney, et cetera, whether it's a social security question or a uh, business question, business planning question, that's what we're here for. The way you reach us, 610-720-7900, And since I've been doing this every Saturday for decades, you won't be surprised to learn that this past uh, week, one of my uh, clients was on the phone. Hey, I'm going to have to reach you tomorrow. What's your number? 610-720-7900. Did you really? Yep. <laughs> Gave him the radio station number. I'm hoping Gunther was able to help him. <laughs> I, just just a theory. It's, actually, I caught it. I'm like, going, wait, that didn't sound, Oh, wait. Oh, my gosh. And I had talked to uh, to Gunther yesterday, so I was already in that mode. Mm. 610-720-7900. If you'd like to send us emails, that works really well. Gene at askmtm.com and... Alyssa at askmtm.com. That's A-L-Y-S-S-A. Perfect. And uh, morethanmoneyonline.com. It's a website that uh, we've had some very good assistance over the years. Mm -hmm. Yeah, rock that shirt. Jeez. <laughs> oh, my God. Jean's upset because Because wearing... she's wearing a shirt from an old boyfriend. That's what, no. that's, that's why I'm upset. And Zach should be, no, actually, no, Zach wouldn't care. No, it's my former employer's sweatshirt. As far as we're concerned, until you came to More Than Money, you had no life. There was no <laughs> life before More Than Money. So don't be giving us but this. But I did help build your website. Yeah. <laughs> mm. I didn't know he was going to be offended. It's just, a, it's a nice sweatshirt. All right. It is. It's actually pretty nice. <laughs> Goodness. MoreThanMoneyOnline.com, uh, every Saturday morning about 8.05, magically a red button appears. You go to MoreThanMoneyOnline.com, you hit the red button. You're connected to uh, our show live through the miracles of iHeartMedia, great technology. And around 10 o'clock it disappears, so it's you got to jump on it while you can. Mm -hmm. uh, you can listen, uh, gosh, anywhere you have internet from coast to coast and from border to border and beyond. I'm guessing there are folks who are listening that are not uh, in our um, the United States of America, but I'm not sure that will be of great benefit to them. Mm -hmm. I don't know anything about Canadian tax law or what happens in uh, Guatemala. I don't know. I really don't. I mean, I'd give Me it a neither. go. I would give it a go. Oh, yeah. Maybe I'd... we can make it up. Uh, <laughs> Let's yeah, not do that. Uh, yeah, unlike some of our competitors uh, on air and off. Uh, no, we don't make <laughs> it up. Was, that was a joke. That was a joke. It wasn't. It was just missing the funny part. That would be a great specialty. Um, I'm a. I'm an expert in Guatemalan tax law and investment strategies. So. Oh, you got to know there's somebody out there claiming that. You got to know, you know, uh, for ex expats, as they say, you got to move to Guatemala because I'm an expert in Guatemalan estate law. <laughs> what? Yeah. Uh, it's a real niche. Yeah. 
And that's the nicest word I can think of. Yes, it's a real niche. Um, gosh, if I see one more article, on, and the, over the last couple of years, I've seen probably 30 uh, advising from financial advisors, advising their clients, you've got to leave America, you know, protect your assets, pay less taxes, go to Guatemala, or where fill in the blanks. There's like 10 different places they want you to go. Wow. And... Um, you know, protect yourself and leave America behind. And I'm going, you know what? Just roll that up real tight and you know what to do with it because I'm not leaving America. For God's sakes, I'm not going to leave my community. I'm not going to leave my home of 30 plus years. I'm, I, oh, yeah, I'm going to turn my back on the greatest country ever. Yeah, that ain't going to happen either. It's not the kind of um, advice you get when you come to the Not to, not to MTM. No. Should we cut and run? You like, know, bail. Leave, just get out. Get leave, out. It, leave America behind and just, you know, mm-hmm. abandon our family and just go off and uh, huddle in a hut someplace and not pay any taxes. I've never said that to no, any of my clients. Uh, not, not really clear. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of um, things that you hear that, that are like fingernails on a blackboard, mm-hmm. like, you know, turn your back on America. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have, um, we have some of the most wonderful listeners in the world. <sighs> I'm going to do this first. I have good news and bad news. And I know that you want the bad news first, because then we'll follow up with the good news. Okay. Okay, good. Um, we get lots of emails, as you well know, mm-hmm. and we're very, very blessed. Lots of people sending us great questions, very engaging. They're trying to do good stuff. They're, they're wonderful. Oh, gosh, just amazing. And, I, and there's not a day that goes by that I don't thank God from the bottom of my heart for our listeners and our clients and the people who come to visit us. They're just amazing, just amazing. But on occasion... There are folks who are far more interested in demonstrating how smart they are <laughs> than folks who are asking questions or wanting to be part of a team. These are the folks who are looking at moving to Guatemala, <laughs> I would suspect, because there was a gentleman that sent us an email in September. And as many of you might suspect, uh, financial advisory firms have very tight cybersecurity, very tight firewalls, very tight screening, very tight um, Uh, filters and his particular email got caught in the filter. Mm -hmm. He resent it in a slightly different form and it came through and I was very happy. Hey, I I guess you didn't get this. Hey, and I went, ah, I go back into the uh, spam folder. There it is from two, three weeks prior. So I answer his question and uh, this past week I got another email and it says, I think this was the original message I sent you that you said got bounced out of your firewall. I did send you a clarification, which you passed on, uh, which you passed on to see if any of your 700 plus years of experience could answer it. I guess I'm still waiting. Well, uh, sir, you know who you are. You can kind of just keep waiting because snark don't play. Homie, don't play that game. Oh, homie, don't play. Actually, homie does play that game, and he plays it really well. Um, gosh, mm. everybody in our office is so nice, except for me. It's the craziest thing. Ah, except for me. except for me, and I'm not unwilling to tell somebody. Yeah, don't email back. Don't email back. Mm. Now, here's the good news. I told you bad news. Good news. Mm-hmm. 
last week was phenomenal. It was phenomenal. Yes. And not only was the party phenomenal, not only was Chanticleer phenomenal, Mrs. Claus amazing. Oh my gosh, the elf. <gasps> my heart almost broke. We had our our human Christmas tree. Oh, she was adorable. <laughs> Everybody, we had gifts and packages and fur babies coming through. It was fat. We even had a Corvette come around. I'm not a big Corvette fan, but <laughs> okay, yeah, it's got it. Um, it was fantastic. But what made it beyond fantastic is the generosity of everybody the generosity of folks who wanted to help the children's home of easton as most of you know more than money mtm we've been supporting the we've been the the key sponsor for the radiothon this week and the children's home of easton christmas party it's our second year we're we're just honored to be able to help you folks are amazing now, part of it, I'm sure, is that you're just of generous spirit. And the other part is that Gene made the mistake of saying, I will match whatever is unmatched. Mm -hmm. So you wanted to drain Gene's wallet. Nice job, by the way. <laughs> Special thanks to two wonderful women. Loyal listeners, of course. Clients, without a doubt. But more importantly, dear friends. Dear friends. Two wonderful women who pledged $800 in matching money. That was matched in a blink. So when all was said and done, $4,400 to the Children's Home of Easton. You guys. Hmm. That's mm. awesome. And almost every, tons of folks just going, here, just take, go, go, go. Do you want a gift? No, we don't want a gift. We just want to help. They're just the most wonderful, generous spirits. I pray for them every day. Aww. I pray for them every day. They're just wonderful. Speaking of wonderful, let's go to the phones. 610-720-7900. Okay. We go to the phones. We talk to Tim. Tim, good morning. Morning, Gene. I have a question about the Index 500. I've heard it referred to as a weighted average. Can you please explain to me how a weighted average works? I'm going to hang up and listen to your answer, and thank you very much. Oh, thank you. God bless you, sir. Ah, S&P 500, it is an index. It is an index. And indexes can be, what, assembled, crafted in a couple different ways. For example, the S&P 500, representing the 500 largest companies in America, when the index first came out, it was very simple. It just tracked the, the aggregate stock movements. So if J&J is up... That adds to the up part of the S&P 500. If um, Tesla's down, I don't know that Tesla's in the 500. I would guess that it is. I'm just guessing. That's going to pull the average down, the index down. And as a result, the bigger the company, the bigger the company, the more impact it had on the index. So if, uh, my apologies, I'm, I'm ahead of myself. Um, so the S&P 500 index treated every company exactly the same. So the largest company movement had the same impact as the smallest company movement. Tim's asking about a weighted index. So a weighted index says something a little bit different. It says if one company of the 500 represents 10% size-wise, then their movement is going to be weighted at 10% of the index movement. If the number 500 company is 0 0.01, 
they could go up 100%. It's not going to have much of an effect because it's going to be weighted at 0.01. So the stock market, the stock movement for each individual company in a weighted index is adjusted for the size of the company and how much, uh, for lack of a better word, contribution they're making to the index. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And uh, by size, you mean their market capitalization? Yes. Okay. So market capitalization, look at you trotting out a really important phrase that a lot of people don't know what that means. What exactly is their market cap? The number of shares multiplied by the value of those shares. Precisely right. Exactly right. In simplistic terms, if you have a million shares, each share trades for $100 a share, your current market cap is $100 million in that simplistic terms. Many of our companies, American companies particularly, have market caps easily in the billions. Billion now is like, oh, please. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tens of billions, hundreds of billions. I'm not sure if we have a trillion dollar company out there yet or not. I'm guessing that we do. I don't know. Yeah, I would think that either Microsoft or Apple would be uh, uh, valued at a trillion dollars. But bottom line for uh, for Tim's purposes, um, it's important to know what um, algorithm, what formula is being used with your index because they do produce very different results. A uh, standard uh, non-weighted index, pretty typical. It's been around forever. It's going to give you uh, one indicator um, of performance, but a weighted average is going to give you a different indicator. And by the way, we're talking about uh, the S&P 500 index. There are tons of indexes or indices, depending on how you wish. Which do you prefer? Indices. Indices. Okay. Tons of indices. So you've got lots to pick from. Yes. Apple's market cap is $2.94 trillion. (laughs) Microsoft's is $2.57 trillion. Google's, our alphabet, is $1.97 trillion. So there are several trillion-dollar companies out there. Big numbers. Yeah, sadly, in my youth, there was a gentleman who was a well-respected member of Congress. His name was Everett Dirksen. He was a very... Uh, again, well-respected and long-time public servant when public servants really were public servants, hmm. uh, as opposed to the public should serve us. Um, and, and he made a comment that now is literally laughable. It says, we put together the federal budget, and if you don't pay attention, it's a million here and a million there, and soon it adds up to real money. And, of course, in the 60s, everybody kind of went, are you kidding me? They're throwing around millions of dollars like it was nothing. And now we wish that they would throw around millions instead of trillions of dollars in tax bills. My head actually hurts on occasion. Um, Shall we uh, turn our attention to an email? Sure. Pick one that you like. Oh, we have lots of emails to choose from today. Um, We'll start with this one. It says, Dear Gene, we love your program and I have a question we would like you to answer. We want to set aside an amount of $100,000 to invest in an account, the proceeds of which would be distributed equally to our five grandchildren upon our passing. How would this account be invested and designated so that it would earn interest 
until it would be time to distribute. We were thinking possibly of a stock market account. Thank you in advance. Interesting question. It didn't go the direction I thought it was going to go. I thought they were going to ask how to set it up mechanically so that the five grandchildren got it rather easily. Mm. They didn't want to talk about that. They want to talk about how would it be invested. Yeah. And your response to that would be? Well, we ha- there's lots of options. I, I, so, so the it, fundamental is? It depends. It depends. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So let's think. Uh, let's think out loud. Grandparents pick a number. They're 65 years old. Okay. Uh, five kids, grandkids, somewhere between five and 14. Sure. Okay. Um, the conundrum uh, for a lot of folks is do they invest this money as if they were investing it for themselves or do they invest this money as if they were investing for somebody between five and 14? And my recommendation would be to invest for someone who's five to 14. If they, if the grandparents have no intention of needing or touching this money for their lifetime, but they want it to grow for their grandkids use, I would be thinking long-term and I would be thinking about the risk tolerance of a child instead of a 65 year old. And what conclusion would you draw if you're going to invest for a five year old? I would say we would be in equities with a more aggressive allocation so that they can take advantage of decades of growth. Couldn't agree more. Uh, one of the um, kind of speed bumps in their email was the, int- the, the question of interest. Mm-hmm. And that suggested to me that they were leaning towards, we just want to set up an account, maybe do a one-year CD, mm. <laughs> which is perfectly appropriate if, if this is, well, actually, it's perfectly appropriate if you're 85 or 90, yeah. if you're 65, it's not, but, but let's, let's, let's go with it for a second. It's perfectly appropriate if you're super conservative and a little more senior. I think they use the word interest to mean appreciation, dividends, ah, growth. Good. Cause ah. a lot of people use that word and, yeah. you know, don't really mean specifically 0.04% interest. <laughs> so uh, we would, in if if we're doing this, in, and we're in complete agreement, you and I, if we're doing this in what we believe to be the appropriate way for these five grandchildren, bank accounts? No. No. Uh, CDs? No. Bonds? No. Hmm. Guaranteed fixed annuities? No. No. <laughs> um, predominantly stocks. Anything else you might toss? Well, mutual funds, exchange-traded funds. Real, yeah. real estate, commodities, mm-hmm. precious metals, maybe. a div- It's a hundred grand. It's not a thousand bucks. Right. It's a hundred grand. You could, per- we could construct a very diversified growth, to be fair, aggressive growth portfolio. Yep. Fantastic. I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. Two and a half minutes. Uh, we have two and a half minutes before our first break. Typically, we would invite Bobby Gunther Walsh to come in and give you an update on the Children's Home of Easton uh, situation, but Gunther is uh, otherwise occupado. I think it's food poisoning. He's been in there a long time. Oh, my Stop. God. I'm just saying. It just seemed like maybe it didn't sit well with him. He's in another studio working. Oh, he's... <laughs> 
I guess I misunderstood <laughs> that. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry. I thought that was a euphemism for I have to go to the men's room. No. I'm in another studio. Uh, recording uh, a show. Recording a show. I'm going with air quotes. I'm going to go record a show in the other studio. <laughs> that's that's our new... <laughs> Uh, anybody know where uh, Alyssa is? Uh, yeah, she's recording a show. <laughs> she should be back in a few minutes. <laughs> oh, my God. She's on air. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's even worse. <laughs> we'll put on air um, signs above the restrooms in the office that are light oh, up when, nice. you're, when the bathroom's occupied. Oh, that's full. Fo- oh. I I am assigning that to you. We'll call our tech firm and, and say um, uh, we need we need a several on air signs. When the light turns on in the bathroom, also flip on the on air <laughs> light outside in the hallway. Now oh. speaking of on air, just real quick, if you don't yet receive our newsletter, please 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 sign up for it. Easy to do. Send me an email, Gene at askmtm.com. Send a listen email, Alyssa at askmtm.com. Send Megan. Megan sends out the emails direct or the newsletters directly. Our December newsletter went out yesterday for the folks who get it by email, and it should arrive somewhere around St. Patrick's Day for those <laughs> folks who are getting it by snail mail. I can't, not all of you have the. We have Judy. Judy delivers our, our mail. She's the best. If you don't have Judy, if you don't have Judy, forget. Yeah, it. I'm thinking St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> Um, I think you're going to really enjoy our December newsletter. Please sign up for that, and we'll get that right out to you. It's electrons. That's how that works. 610-720-7900. Give us a call. We'll take your calls, your questions after this on More Than Money. Welcome back to More Than Money. You've got Gene Dickinson, your host. You've got... Alyssa Young, your co-host. Co-host, indeed. (laughs) And happy to be with you. Two weeks from today is Christmas. We will not be airing a More Than Money. We're praying that you have a wonderful, joyous um, uh, Christmas um, celebration. Celebration, indeed. Um, And by the way, Christmas Eve, your schedule. (sighs) Yeah. We're okay. grumbling because I always go to church on Christmas Eve. Sure. But the service times are different this year, and it's messing up my uh, traditional Christmas Eve schedule that has worked so well for me forever. Forever. <laughs> yeah, and we're in the same boat. Yeah. But we will we'll be in one of those services. So if you're not uh, currently uh, affiliated with the church and you'd like to hang out with, uh, I don't know that we'll be going to the same services. So I don't know yet. Um, uh, I don't think Diane's decided either. And uh, for all the husbands out there listening, no shock. I'll be going to whatever service my wife decides that we're going to. Yep. So that's how that works. That's right. And Zach will be there too. Yep. Hear that, Zach? <laughs> Dude, we're buds now. You gotta, you gotta hang out now. You gotta hang out with us. Six one zero seven two zero seven nine hundred Gene at askmtm.com, more than money online.com. Thank you, thank you, thank you to all of you who made last Saturday's event so very special. I want to send a special thank you out. There's 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 four people 
who spent their morning putting smiles on faces, some of which were part of our event, some of which were just driving by. Uh, Chad Ruprecht is the quintessential Santa Claus. Yes. Stephanie Thompson, Holly is what we call her, is Mrs. Claus personified. Megan is the most adorable elf ever. All right. Who played elf? Was the actor's name? Um, Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell was really cute. Yeah. In a different way. Yeah. Because, I mean, Megan's way prettier than he is. Way, way. prettier. Mm-hmm. And then we had a very special guest, <laughs> Juliana Young, who was a l- human Christmas tree. <laughs> and they just were joyous. They greeted people and gave gifts and they, they waved to the crowds and they waved to the passing uh, vehicles and they waved to the young kids across the street who were who have just moved in, by the way. And they look up after living in their new neighborhood for about 20 minutes ago. Santa Claus. This is gr- we're in the best house ever. <laughs> he was out there dancing and oh. waving and jumping up and down for what hours, like four hours, hours and hours and hours. It's no wonder that when he got to uh, to lunch, they ordered three lunches. He was very hungry. Come on. <laughs> he worked up an appetite. But the most important part of all of that, the most important thanks goes to all of you. $4,400 for the Children's Home of Easton. You're amazing. You're just simply amazing. Um, a lot of you um, support us, and, and we've never met you. Uh, you send us checks, and you give us uh, uh, emails, and, and you send us prayers, and we appreciate all those. It's incredible. Um some of you have no idea what we look like. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to solve that problem, our December newsletter has an entire page of photographs from this past year. Um, Megan is particularly good at capturing the moments. So if you missed the 9-11 um, event, very moving. There's a picture there. If you missed our Invest in Yourself event, Invest in You, um, there's pictures there. If you missed uh, our Miss Santa and Mrs. Claus, there's a picture there. So if you are not yet a um, newsletter subscriber, you might consider uh, doing that. Again, send emails to Alyssa at askmtm.com, Jean at askmtm.com, Megan at askmtm.com. Shall we go to another question? Sure. <clears throat> All right. This question says, I have been taking my minimum annual distribution as required by law. With probability of income taxes rising for retirees, would this be a good year to take double my minimum and pay tax at this year's rate, even if I do not change the investment? Wow. Um, It's a very, very good question. It's on the minds of lots and lots and lots of people as they turn their eyes to Washington and then just shake their heads because it doesn't matter what party affiliation people down there seem to have. It's as if the collective IQs are being drained away into the Potomac. There's just so much stupidity going on down there and so many suggestions of absolute draconian uh, impacts, things that would just cause. um, and, And of course we should be assured because our, our current political leaders assure us that those taxes are not going to go up. 
just as during the election they assured us that our energy policies won't have a negative impact Hmm. uh, unless you don't mind spending an extra $20 a a tank full Mm -hmm. for gas. And how about if any of you, as I have this past week, had fuel oil delivered, if you use heating or fuel oil for, for heating? I did, too. Holy, I said, oh, no. Oh, yeah, it's, just, it's just painful. It's just painful. But no, it's, it's, follow us, our, our Green New Deal. It won't raise uh, uh, prices. It won't. Okay, we already know what, what happens when you guys promise us one thing. We get the exact opposite. So his concern is very, very real and very appropriate. If you are uh, strategic, I think it's a very good idea. And when I say strategic, uh, there are tax brackets. And if you take out more than you need to and stay within your tax bracket, a relatively low bracket, uh, you're, he's suggesting double. I'm suggesting don't don't just use a simple, hey, I'll just double it up. Be strategic. Look at your tax bracket. See how much gap you have between where you are currently and the top of your bracket. Uh, I've got it here. I, I had it here somewhere. I think I have it. Uh, That's what you're looking for? That is what I'm looking for. So yeah. let's pick married filing jointly. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's say that they have a $40,000 adjusted gross income. Mm -hmm. What would their tax bracket be? They'd be in the 12% tax bracket. Okay. So at what income level do they go to the next bracket? $81,050. And that tax bracket is? 22%. So if they're at 40 and they add another 40, they're going to stay in the 12% bracket. Correct. So they will pay 4,800 bucks. If they are at 80 and they add another 40, they're going to pay 22%. That's a lot of money. Yeah. So if you're at 40 and you're saying my RMD is 5,000 bucks and you're going to double it to 10, how about going from five to 40 and getting a big chunk of money out of your IRA, pay the tax now and squirrel it away. An alternative, of course, is to take your RMD because you have to. And convert to a Roth IRA with the rest. You're still paying the same tax, but now you're out of the tax system completely. Mm. That might even be a better idea. Oh, good idea, yeah. Are tax rates going to go up? <laughs> yeah. D- d- <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and that's, uh, that, sadly, that's the correct response. Yeah. Um, and the promise that they're only going to go up on the rich is, jeez. Uh, it's foolish. It's foolish that people even consider that to have any credibility because the calculations that have been done, not by you, not by me, not by Donald Trump, not by somebody that we trust as a good, solid conservative, but by the government itself says that in order to fund their programs, the ones they've already passed, if they collect all of the taxes on all the quote-unquote rich to pay their fair share, huh? the top 10% of American taxpayers already pay 80% of the taxes. You think that's their fair share? The bottom 50% of American taxpayers pay no federal tax at all. Is that their fair share? Yeah, they're just a bunch of steaming pile of hoo-hahs. Bottom line is they can't generate enough tax from taxing the rich as they've laid it out to cover their expenses. They can't. So 
when they when they're done coming for the quote unquote rich, you think they'll come for us? Of course they will. Of course they will. I think I think they might end up being very sad that they make that choice. Because they're gonna lose their job? Uh, there are tens of millions of people who already have figured out and has had and have had it demonstrated to them in recent years that they don't have to elect politicians. And they've also learned. Uh, I was um, fascinated. And my apologies for the for for the diversion of the conversation. Um, we went from a very simple "Should I take more out of my IRA?" to the idiots in Washington. Um, the race for Senate in the, in Pennsylvania, uh, apparently, and I, I don't know the details. There's like a dozen different candidates on the Republican side, mm-hmm. including Dr. Oz. Dr. Oz. <laughs> now that's fascinating to me. Now, some people have come to me and go, ah, he doesn't even live here. He's using his mom's address. He's a carpetbagger. Okay. What's your point? Should we elect one of the others, um, apparently a woman, I don't know her name, announced that she's going to run. And her uh, lead was, and I've served as a congressman, I've served as, and I've served and I've served. Yeah, throw her out. (laughs) I'm sure she's a very nice person. Get rid of her. Um, We've had our fill. Career politicians. Career politicians. We've had our fill. I don't know Dr. Oz. He seems like a nice enough guy. I don't think he's a Ron Carson, but he's he's a nice guy. Um, Dr. Carson is an amazing human being. Amazing human being. Um, so, I, I don't know. Would I, would I take a career politician over Dr. Oz? Nope, I'll take Oz. Yeah, same. Uh, just, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> 610-720-7900-GENE-AND-ASK-MTM.COM. I'm hoping that the quiet nature of both the emails and the phone is because it's just a dreary day. Hmm. I'm hoping it's not us. I hope not. Me too. Like, I don't want to talk to them. Maybe we've already answered all of their questions. <laughs> Every question <laughs> ever. ever answered. <laughs> wow. I think I'm full. <laughs> People out there listening. It's when I turn to Chad and go, I've, I've watched YouTube. He said, what on YouTube? No, I watched Everything. all of YouTube. I'm done. It's like binge watching Breaking Bad. I finished. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I missed three that o'clock, show. Three o'clock this morning, I finished. Yeah. You, you got Ozark coming back. I can't wait. You and Diane. <laughs> 610-720-7900. What else you got there? Well, I have a question here that ties to something I read this morning. Um, prices rose 6.8% in <sighs> November to a nearly 40-year high. Compared with a year ago, as inflation continues to squeeze households and businesses nationwide. So this is the largest 12-month increase since June of 1982, the year I was born. Um, that is huge. And this question. And, and just to make it as bad as it can possibly be, that 6.8% does not include food or energy. Mm. And the number I heard, uh, I heard it late yesterday afternoon was staggering. It was painful. And what a, no shock there. Everybody that fills up at the pump or everybody that eats food, they already know 6%. Oh, 
Please. Yeah. Much, much higher. Yeah. Much, much higher. Um, you know, of course, there's talk about um, all these spending packages, you know, Ugh. the government's considering and whether they would it worsen the problem or fix it. And, of course, the president's blaming supply chain dysfunction, not government spending. Um, it's a hot mess. But uh, that headline um, is a nice segue into this email. Segway. Look at her using radio terminology. Woof. Go right ahead. It doesn't take a genius to see that inflation is up and going higher. What kind of investments should we be looking at to protect us against high inflation? Well, I'm a little hurt that he starts out with it doesn't take a genius. I mean, <laughs> kind of, it's kind of hurtful. Oh, it also said, Gene, you're a genius. Oh, okay. But it doesn't take a genius. Oh, now I feel much better now. Mm-hmm. Um, th- this is a very, very serious issue. Uh, and I heard the same quote from Biden. Uh, it's uh, th- This is temporary. This is all going to go away. Inflation's not a problem. Um, the fact that we've printed over three and a half trillion dollars, printed it out of thin air, has nothing to do with inflation. Somebody should take him aside. Actually, no, they shouldn't. It won't do any good. I have nothing but compassion for that man. He is, uh, it it is a shame. Uh, It is an embarrassment to our country um, that, that he currently, in his current condition, is allowed to continue as president of the United States. Mm. And it has, that's of no fault of his. Uh, Anyone with any sense of compassion would look at him and his circumstance and go, "This this is just a cause for sadness. He was at Bob Dole's um, memorial, Mm -hmm. uh, read off a teleprompter, and at the end of the teleprompter it says, end of message, and he read end of message. And it's the second time in a couple weeks he's done exactly that. Yeah, I was just going to say he just did that. Bob Dole was a great man, and he was an honorable, and and, uh, we're here to support him. End of message. And you go, oh, he's he's been doing this for 60 years, and he, it's painful. So it's it's got nothing to do with him. He is uttering whatever somebody tells him to utter. And the idea that inflation is based solely on supply chain disruption is an absolute lunacy. Um, are there impacts from supply chain? Sure. Oh, my gosh. Uh, used cars are 30% higher now than they were 18 months ago. 30% higher. Yeah. I, I looked at the blue book value of my car and it's almost double what I paid for it. It's staggering. (laughs) And, and that's, if you can get a car to buy, uh, go buy the car lots and, and we're on, uh, Hanoverville road, which is connected to Hecktown. And we get off, at the uh, interchange off of 33 in Hecktown, and there are, what, four mm-hmm. car ma- or five car, car dealerships there? Mm-hmm. Empty lot. Uh, yeah, I've noticed that the other day. Oh, it's staggering. Yeah, and the Hyundai dealership there is pretty new, uh-huh. and there's, like, nothing there. There's, and and just drives people crazy. So, yes, supply chain disruptions have an impact. 6.8%, not including energy. When you take an energy... Everybody uses gasoline to get from place to place. And and don't even get me started. If you're out there with the electric car going, I don't use electric gasoline. Yeah, you, you're, again, too stupid to actually make a response. Don't do that. 
where do you think your electricity is coming from? <laughs> <sighs> Bottom line, um, 40% in a year. 40% in a year. My son, as a new driver, has uh, experienced the just just since he got his license in September, is already noticing how much more it costs him to fill up his gas tank, and it and it's like, painful. Ouch. Yeah, ouch. <laughs> yeah. Yes, good lesson to learn as a young man. Mm-hmm. Ouch, as a young person. Ouch. He asked us the other day, "What's the lowest you remember gas prices being?" And I said that I remember 89 cent gas. And I don't know if I was, I don't know if that that was while I was driving or just as a kid. And I remember seeing it, you know, like on the sign. But I said, I do remember 89 cent gas. That's the lowest that I can recall in my lifetime. Um, And he's like, whoa, you know, that's a big difference. Mm. Yeah, it is. He's wishing it was 89 cents now while he's paying (laughs) to Um, drive around. (laughs) I'm wishing we just go back to a year ago. Yeah. Um, My, uh, Vehicle takes premium gas, and I filled up a day or two ago at four twenty, and a year ago it was two eighty five. Yep. And you go, this is, it's just beyond staggering. Yeah. And the government spending is not only going to increase the inflationary uh, effects that we're feeling; it's going to exacerbate them at a much higher level, and we haven't felt those yet. So for this gentleman to be concerned about inflation, perfectly appropriate. Is it uh, temporary? No. Is it long-term? Yes, it is what it is. So how do we invest? Um, There are certain categories of investments that tend to do reasonably well during high inflationary times and other categories that tend to take it on the chin. The ones on the chin, we're going to put away for the moment. Let's talk about the ones that tend to respond well. Commodities, hard assets, raw materials, uh, copper, magnesium, uh, aluminum, um, um, industrial metals, foodstuffs, pork bellies, which sounds ridiculous, but it's mostly bacon. So I'm a big fan, big fan, bacon. And why don't they just say bacon? Pork bellies, wheat futures, sugar, coffee, um, textiles. Uh, all those raw materials that make up products that we all use, they tend to respond well in inflationary times, and they tend to outperform inflation. Do you know why? Why do they outperform inflation? Yeah. Here's why. Let's say that you're running a business that you need coffee. Okay. And you know coffee prices are going up, up, up. And this coming year, you're going to need, I'm picking a number, 10,000 pounds. Okay. When do you buy it? I buy it, um, like, right now, for the year. As fast as humanly possible. Because Mm -hmm. the price now, it stinks. But I absolutely know in three months, six months, nine months, it's going to be much higher. So if there's more demand now, what does higher demand do to prices? Increases them. So it is a... Self-fulfilling prophecy. A vicious cycle. Vicious. <laughs> uh, absolutely is. Absolutely. And and the only thing that breaks that cycle is when people go, I'm not going to drink coffee. Which isn't, that's ridiculous. Let's well, just at some honest. point when you go into Starbucks and a cup of coffee is $17. You make your own. You make your own. <laughs> or you absolutely decide coffee. I, I'm not going to spend 17 bucks for a cup of coffee. 
At home, I can. It's only going to be twelve dollars. Twelve dollars? I think I'd still have to. You, oh, no, no, <laughs> very different question for a very different time. Take you aside. <laughs> Actually, I'm in the same boat. Yeah, uh, yeah. Me, me and my coffee. Oh my gosh! Don't take that away from me. And Coke with coffee now. Ooh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We've yeah. been trying that. It's yummy. Oh, it's yummy. So, uh, commodities. Real estate tends to do well in inflationary times, particularly rental property, because landlords can raise rent on a uh, on a renewal basis. Um, on the bond side, Treasury indexed uh, in inflation protected security tips yes. tend to do pretty well. I bonds tend to do pretty well. Um, precious metals tend to do pretty well. They haven't of late, and that's kind of a head-scratcher. So for a lot of folks who decided gold and silver was their weapon of choice mm. to get uh, protection against inflation, right now they're scratching their heads too because we're seeing high, 40-year high, 50-year infl- high inflation. And, and yet uh, gold is down a bit, silver is down a bit. That's a head scratcher, yeah. but they tend to do better. There are significant segments in the stock market that do very, very well in high inflationary well, yeah, times. Even equities in general, right, are better than fixed income. Oh, certainly better than fixed income. Even if interest rates rise to the point where you might have a semi smile on your face of, hey, the credit union, the bank is paying us 2%. It used to pay a 0.0. In 2%, true. when inflation's up 6 right. It just means that you lost your buying power to the tune of four percent. I had ten grand; it's now worth ninety six hundred bucks. Right. Uh, it's going to be a challenge. Uh, think Jimmy Carter. Uh, for you, that would mean read a history book because you were not alive. For those of us who were, think Jimmy Carter. Stagflation, where the economy ends up being stagnant, but inflation goes up dramatically. Uh, you, you, you've got to protect yourself against those kinds of things. Uh, by the way, having a good tight hold on your spending is a very good way to respond as well. You will find that it's easier to spend a little more on the things that you need if you spend quite a bit less on the things that you don't need. That works out really, really well. 610-720-7900. Gene at askmtm.com. Alyssa at askmtm.com and more than money online.com. Uh, we have a very good friend and strong supporter of our show, um, James, who uh, sends me emails. And Jim, I got your email. I'm going to have to study it a little more. I'm not familiar with Dodd Frank as well as you are. So it, uh, I'm, I'll respond to it when I, when I have something intelligent to say. <laughs> My wife wishes I would have the same restraint when we have a conversation. Could you just, like, not say anything till you have something intelligent to say? <laughs> I'll keep that in mind. Top of the hour news, all the information you need to make it a great weekend. Another full hour of More Than Money after this. 610-720-7900. Taking your calls, your questions after this on More Than Money. I'm giving
Uh, welcome back to More Than Money. You've got Gene Dickinson, you have Alyssa Young, and we are at your service this Saturday morning live in the studio answering your questions by email and by phone, although the phones have been strangely quiet. You know what? Gunther's on air. <laughs> Maybe he's tying up the phone lines. Uh, 610-720-7900. We'll see. Actually, John has talked to a number of our listeners this morning and has passed on a couple questions. So we're going to answer those here momentarily. And if we can answer questions for you, 610-720-7900. 610-720-7900. Uh, send us emails, Alyssa at askmtm.com. Uh, just send them to her. Please, Alyssa at askmtm.com. I got you. Uh, Thanks. Very good. And if you wish to listen uh, further afield or if you want to share our show, share our show. I said it twice and did it correctly both times. With uh, folks that you care about that are further afield, uh, coast to coast and north and south, um, all you have to do is give them the website, morethanmoneyonline.com. They can listen through the miracle of my iHeartMedia, Miracle of Modern Technology, and anywhere that they are. And we have clients in lots and lots of states. I've lost track. It's either 12 or 15, 17, something. So we are very, very blessed to serve people uh, all across America. Uh, when we first started the show, we were approached by a group out of Chicago to syndicate more than money. And uh, they thought uh, our show was worthy of going coast to coast. And we thought that too, until they sent us their first proposal uh, that included me writing them a check for a billion dollars. And I said, eh, we'll figure out how to get uh, coast to coast in our own way. And iHeartMedia popped up and here we are. We're coast to coast with George Norrie. <laughs> Sorry. No, if you don't know who George Norrie is, that's probably good. <laughs> overnight, uh, I bet Zach knows who George Norrie is. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. George is the overnight syndicated guy that talks about like aliens and. and if he doesn't know, maybe he would thing, like to things that go bump in the night. Fantastic. Six one zero seven two zero seventy nine hundred. Gene at askmtm.com. MoreThanMoneyOnline.com. Young lady writes, I heard but have difficulty believing that the feds won't allow banks to offer CDs with higher interest rates. I'm waiting for rates to increase. Is that why they have not? Uh, technically, the answer is no. That's not why the interest rates have not increased. That, that, that is not technically the mechanism. Is there someone in the Fed that can tell a bank that they cannot offer higher interest rates? The answer is no. Certainly not in any above-board legal, ethical manner. Is it possible that the banking regulators and the Fed have so much influence that they would mm, cause banks to hesitate? The answer is sure. Uh, is that likely the current situation? The answer is no. No. It's a function of competition. Uh, they can pay low interest rates because you're willing, you're willing to allow them to use your money at that low interest rate. If I'm picking on uh, just a bank at random, Wells Fargo, if 
uh, half of the Wells Fargo depositors said, we're tired of you guys. We're leaving. They would start raising interest rates Monday at noon because they can't function without their raw material, which is cash. But we don't. And the vast majority of Americans don't. And they don't feel they have an alternative. And they are tied to FDIC insurance. They're tied to the quote-unquote security or convenience. And so as a result, banks have, banks will pay whatever interest rate they must in order to attract the amount of capital they need. And right now, they don't have to pay high interest rates. Well, isn't it also related to how much they can earn on money they lend? And that's where the competition really comes in, right? So if they're, if, if interest rates are low and you can borrow at a low rate, if a bank is going to charge a higher rate to borrow money from you, you're going to borrow your money elsewhere, and then they don't have the interest income to be able to pay higher rates to people who want to save at your bank. Oh, without a doubt. Uh, if the bank, if you went to the bank today and wanted to borrow um, it, uh, for a 30-year mortgage, do you know approximately what interest rate you would pay? Um, I think it's about three something, three and a half percent. Is Let's right? say it's three and a half. So for the bank to be able to afford to pay you 3% on your CD, mm-hmm. mortgage rates have to be five. Or six. In that very simplistic, yeah. this is what we make, this is what we spend. Most banks, particularly the larger banks, not really their deal. They make a little bit of money on mortgages, residential mortgages. They make a lot more money on commercial mortgages. Right now, 4%, 4.5%. They make a fair amount more money on lines of credit. Mm. How about credit cards? Mm, that's where the big money is. And, and if you're in a major bank that's issuing a major credit card, uh, and and your average, uh, a lot of people pay it off with paying zero. Uh, a lot of people, sadly, carry big balances, and they're paying 23 24 25%. So let's say on average it's 12 mm-hmm. So you, uh, your cost of money is 0.1, and your income is 12%. Life is glorious. <laughs> Life is glorious. But it's a matter, it's, it's a function of competition, supply and demand. There's a tremendous amount of money in the banks by some estimates between five and seven trillion dollars sitting in banks wow. with folks who are saying, I'm too scared to invest. That's an interesting concept, too scared to invest. I'm be, Because it doesn't happen immediately, inflation, which is, um, if we believe the government, we don't. If we believe the government, we don't. But if we did, we don't. But if we did, six and a half percent. So you 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 have a hundred grand in the bank over the last year. You earned zero point zero squared, zero. Which is still zero. Still zero. Wow, it's funny. Um, inflation's up over six percent. Use six percent as a as a as a simple number. Your purchasing power is now ninety four thousand dollars. But, but it doesn't show up in your bank account. So so people can go, I don't really understand. I don't really know. They say, I didn't lose any money. I didn't lose any money. Yeah, yeah you did. Um, so are there alternatives? Of course there are. Short-term bonds, 
you can go into uh, fixed index or fixed annuities. Uh, currently, if you had a hundred thousand or more and you wanted a five-year fixed annuity, you'll get about three percent. Mm-hmm. That's not a sharp stick in the eye, and it's. Let me think. Is it more than zero zero squared? It's three percent more than zero. Yeah, I th- I'm pretty sure it is. I don't have a calculator with me. That's why I'm a little hesitant. <laughs> you can use the one on your phone. Yeah. <laughs> I was just teasing. Six one zero seven two. Oh yeah, me too. Six one zero seven two zero seventy nine hundred. What what is this? So we got a call during the break from someone who wants to know: Is the government taking away the Roth IRA? Hmm. That's a question that a client asked me this week too. <sighs> uh, there's nothing in the rumor mill in the industry. In our industry, we have, just like every other industry, rumor mills. We have professional journals. We have uh, reporters. We have people who have their their ear to the ground, so to speak, to try to read where things are going. We haven't heard a word about eliminating Roth IRAs. So the answer is we hope not. Mm -hmm. The fact that we haven't heard doesn't mean it won't happen. Right. I mean, I think they also were there was talk about changes to the rules, right? Like about contribution limits and maximum gross income. I think maybe that might also be, um, you know, leading to some of these questions. It's like a whisper down the alley thing. Oh, perhaps. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And and of course, it's like people who are concerned about income tax increases. Oh, we got to do it now because my tax rates are going up next year. Yeah. Right. Uh, no, tax rates are going up for folks that are making over $400,000 of taxable income. That's a given. That's an absolute. There's nothing in the mill at this point to affect people below that. Right. But what people have heard is tax rates are going up next year. Right, yeah. exactly. <laughs> 610-720-7900. Gene at Ask, uh, forget that. Alyssa at <laughs> AskMTM.com. What do you got over there? Uh, let's do a Social Security question. Sure. I don't think we've talked about that yet today. Let's give it a go. Um, let's see. I got married in September of 2019. My husband had been married before. and He recently passed away unexpectedly in October oh. of this year. So two years mm-hmm. married. That's very sad. I'm sorry. Um, this woman asks, can you tell me if I would qualify for survivor's benefit since we were only married for two years? Oh, God bless you. Oh, our heart breaks, especially this time of the year, uh, go through the holidays. Very, very difficult. And we hope that you have a solid faith that will carry you through. Um, I don't know how people get through these incredibly challenging life events that don't. So I, we pray that you do, and we'll keep you in our prayers. Um, my prayer list is getting really long. Yeah. I've started... Um, um, I was going to share this with my uh, my good friend Michael. Um, he's the best at prayers. Mm-hmm. He's so good. Um, when we're in church and we get to the part where it says, "And now um, we we mention people that we want to pray for," mm-hmm. I get started and there's not enough time. Me too. There's just not enough time. Yeah. So. Michael, if you're listening, give us a little more time. Let's shorten. There's just a couple of sections we can shorten, and then we can uh, add some time to that one. <laughs> more than a couple. There could be, you know, let's speed it up there, buddy. Sometimes I'm sitting there like, why are we, what are we doing here? Yeah. I mean, the prayer part's pretty important. Yeah. I'm thinking. No, I'm with pretty you. important. 
Uh, but I've started making, uh, I'm writing it down. It's a good idea. Because there's just so many times during the week that uh, I'll be speaking to a client. We have one right now. We have two right now. Two of our clients that are faced with brain tumors. And I pray for them every day because I've written them down. But I, I fear, I fear that, um, and I promise folks that I pray for them. And I, I, I don't like breaking my promises. So, so we, we, we keep, um, what we keep a handle on that. I keep a handle on that by writing it down. I keep, I write down a lot of stuff. I have a lot of notebooks. So, uh, it is my understanding that yes, she will receive social security. Yes, indeed. Uh, she will receive her survivor's benefit. Now, there are some folks that will say, wait a second, they weren't married 10 years. That is a rule, but it applies to ex-spouses. And if you were married for 10 years and you have an ex-spouse, in this case, he was previously married. He actually, um, there actually will likely be two women mm-hmm. who will receive survivor benefits from his um, uh, earnings record. So... Um, right. So if he had been married, if his first, if he'd been married to his first wife for at least 10 years, 10 years. she would also get a survivor benefit. Without a doubt. But one does not cancel out the other. There's right. no limit. Um, and, and I've heard, and I th- it may be urban legend, that when Johnny Carson died, four of his wives, ex-wives, collected survivor <laughs> benefits because they all had been married to him for 10 years or more, all um, had not remarried. And when he died, they all got benefits. Which, I wonder if that's a record. Oh, it might be. <laughs> I would like to know. Um, other than Elizabeth, how many times was Elizabeth Taylor married? Like seven or eight? I don't know. Yeah, before your time, please. <laughs> who who gets married? Now nobody gets married, so mm-hmm. please. Um, and, and again, our hearts go out to you. There are lots of things that you will need to make decisions on. If we can be of service, please reach out to us. We're very, very happy to do that. We're very honored to serve you in that way. I would also encourage you, goodness, how could you not be uh, in shock at this um, abrupt change in your life? We have had the honor of serving many, many, many uh, men and women who have lost their spouses, and our guidance is pretty universal. Try to keep major decisions to a minimum early on. You think you may even be convinced that you are um, thinking very clearly, but in many cases, the the grief process means that you are not. Mm-hmm. So, so please be very gentle with yourself. Um, goodness. 610-720-7900. Let's go to the phones. We talked to Al. Al, good morning. Good morning. Uh, I listen to you guys every week. I really enjoy your show. Very informative. Thank you. And, and I just heard you talking about your prayer list and how it's getting so big, so many people uh, that you can't keep track or, or have enough time. And I just wanted to tell you this trick that, that I was taught years ago, that we have a basket in our house, and and we just a basket or a bowl, and we just write the person's name down and the intention and every day we pray for everybody in our basket. Oh, that's nice. That's a wonderful suggestion. That and oh goodness, and and the fact that you you make that effort and and uh, and we also then periodically we go through and review it, obviously. And if they don't need prayers anymore, we say a prayer thanking God for helping them, Aww. and we remove them from the basket. Oh my! I love it. That is fantastic. 
That is absolutely Okay, keep fantastic. up the good work. I enjoy your show every Saturday. Have a nice day. Oh, God bless Thank you, sir. Thank you. Aww. That's fantastic. It really is. Because you were on my list a couple weeks ago. Me? Yeah. I prayed that you would finish your marathon safely oh, and thanks. and healthy and in one piece. and Because Philly's a dangerous place. Yeah, I, I was, was actually I was actually a, a little bit nervous. I, I went myself, as mm-hmm. you know. Um, and I drove down there the day before because they have, um, for people who don't run races, you might not know how it works, but there's an expo where you need to go mm. it, before the race to pick up your bib, that you, the number that you wear that tracks your time, and if you, you get a free shirt and whatever else. So I had to go down there um, in advance before the expo closed at 5. Mm. And I went to the hotel, and they were, their parking lot was full. And they're like, you need to go park somewhere else. We don't have any more space. So, and I was up against a deadline mm. to get to the expo. So I ended up parking temporarily in one garage and walking to the expo center. And then I needed to get food and then I needed to walk back and it's getting dark. So I had to walk back to my car in this one garage where I parked. And then I had to find the lot close to the hotel and there's one-way streets, and I'm not familiar with Philly. Now, I'm, I'm comfortable, like, navigating and driving. Like, it was fine, but when I was walking to my car in the garage, you know, back to my car, back to the hotel, I will admit, I was a little bit nervous, like, not getting lost, not getting, you know, mugged, whatever. Um, that part was, you know, the scary part. And then, well, the marathon itself was a different kind of scary, but... This is I, why we were praying for you. I appreciate the prayers because I was safe and I wasn't even really sore after the race. So I definitely finished in one piece. I felt really good. The prayers helped. Yeah, thank you. Uh, prayers do help. Um, so um, I love what Al said. So you go through and you go, okay, so Alyssa, I don't have to pray for her to be safe at her marathon. Thank you, God, for keeping her safe. Yeah. Whew. And then you take my name out, out to make room for... Uh, get your name out of get there. Get out of there. Uh, Taking up space. 610-720-7900. <laughs> Goodness. I hope Michael's listening this morning. This has turned into the prayer hour. They'll <laughs> love it. Not bad at all. Mm-hmm. 610-720-7900. Gene at MoreThanMoneyOnline.com. Um, before we go to our next question, there is a... A, an option, a way that people can be charitable that many people are not familiar with. And I wanted to take just a few moments. Um, it has been a huge benefit for Diane and me. It's been a huge benefit for a number of our clients. So if you have uh, particularly long-term charitable goals, um, you might consider uh, a mechanism called a donor-advised fund, a donor advised fund daf for short we shorten everything acronyms uh, are uh, every, rmd qcd sob i mean there's there's <laughs> initials for everything um so daf donor advised fund a donor advised fund allows you to make contributions tax deductible contributions into a pool that is shared by, in some cases, hundreds, in some cases, thousands, in some cases, millions of other people. Um, we particularly, uh, we, we have chosen Charles Schwab's Donor Advised Fund. We do a tremendous amount of work with Charles Schwab, so it was easy for Diane and I to set our fund up there. Um, you set your, your fund up, you determine in your own mind the uh, types of nonprofits that you want to support, 
But one of the interesting attributes of it that can be very, very powerful for tax planning purposes is that you can put all of your money in at one point, take a, a tax deduction for the complete amount. I'll, let me use a demonstration. Let's say over the next three years you want to make uh, $30,000 of contributions to your church. Let's say that this is your last year of working before you retire. Let's uh, assume for a second that your income tax bracket's pretty high now and it's going to go pretty low later. You could put $30,000 this month into a donor advised fund, have a tax deduction for the entire $30,000 in 2021, and then distribute the money in 2022, 2023, 2024. Hmm. Pretty interesting idea. Mm -hmm. And because of the miracles of modern technology, you can actually set it up in your donor advised fund so it's done automatically. So let's let's pick a different a slightly different scenario. Let's say that you're supporting your church to the tune of a hundred dollars a month. Let's say Folds of Honor is really important to you and you want to support them every September eleventh with a hundred dollar check. And let's say that um Children's Home of Easton is really important to you and you want to make sure that they get a contribution every December fifteenth for another hundred dollars. You can go in at this very moment in your donor advised fund and schedule those. So they go out automatically at uh, every month for 12 months, once a year at a certain time of the year. And as long as the charity, the charities plural that you're picking are uh, 503 C B S O whatever those but registered nonprofits um, easily done. And all done automatically from Charles Schwab. It's fancy. It is fancy and 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 very effective uh, at tax strategy, tax management, and very effective at making sure that the organizations that you really care about get the support that you need. And it can go on after you're not here anymore. Hmm. So pretty cool stuff. Yeah, that's nice. Uh, our donor advised fund. Uh, you you get. You, you are allowed to name it whatever you wish. So our donor advised fund is the American, I'm sorry, the More Than Money Foundation for American Values. Uh, Diane and I both got at one point pretty annoyed at the number of organizations uh, that have uh, American values, American legacy, and, and they're all radical, progressive junk. So we wanted a foundation that said American values and meant it. Uh, in our four, it's in our newsletter for December, our four um, primary constituencies are uh, our, mer- our military, first responders as well, and their families, um, animals, children, and young entrepreneurs. Nice. So something for you to think about, easily done. 610-720-7900. We're going to go to the phones. Glenn, we're up against a hard break, so we're going to take your question real quickly. What can we do to help? Hey, good morning, Gene, and God bless you. Thank you. Uh, I have about four months, and I'll turn 70. I'm still employed, and I'm on Social Security as well. So my current status is good. Uh, My future looks like, well, I I think the future looks like the dollar is not going to go well. Okay. And I I keep hearing that 
you can turn some of your existing IRA into physical precious metals. Mm-hmm. And I'm interested in what you think about those opportunities or not. Yeah, if if anyone listening believes that having the actual physical uh, metal, my that's my preference, is a valuable long-term investment for them. I emphasize long-term. In the past, yes, it was very difficult to get physical metals into your IRAs, your, your retirement plans, or any investment account. Now it's a piece of cake. There are exchange-traded funds that deal in the spot price of gold, silver, and other precious metals. Predominantly in the more than money uh, portfolios, we use gold and silver uh, as our commodities responsive to inflation and our long-term positions. But yeah, doing it is as as simple as can possibly be. If you're uh, uh, interested in kind of a do-it-yourself project, you can Google, uh, go online for uh, exchange-traded funds, ETFs, for uh, physical metals. There are a fair number of companies that provide them. And uh, um, of course, if you're working with a financial advisor, uh, as, as uh, we have at More Than Money, we have our own recommendations, but there's lots of them out there for you to explore. It works real, real well. Glenn, I appreciate the call very much. We're again up against our last break of the show, so we're going to exit out. We wish you a wonderful Christmas. And of course, God bless you. Thank you, sir. Voice of an angel. That is the voice of an angel. All right, she's a little progressive, but she's still an angel. She's got the voice of an angel. She borrowed it. I'm just guessing. Natalie Merchant. 610-720-7900. Alyssa at AskMTM.com. Back after this song, More Than Money. Welcome back to More Than Money. You've got Gene Dickinson. You have Alyssa Young. We are both at your service, 610-720-7900. Everybody that's called this morning, wonderful, wonderful people. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Hey, you know what season it is now, Gene? It's basketball season. And so my son had his first basketball game last night. And? And I wanted to place bets on how far he'd make it into the game without fouling out <gasps> because he went from playing middle linebacker <laughs> to the basketball court. And, and as mid, little, middle linebacker, he inflicted some serious contact on some other he folks. He really did. Which is kind of different than basketball. Do. Right, uh, and uh, basketball, that's really not encouraged. Not really. So I'm happy to report <gasps> that he played the entire game. Wow. He scored five points and only had four fouls. And they won. And so well, I guess any time that Andrew has more points than fouls, yeah. this is a good night. <laughs> yeah. So I wasn't there because uh, I was home to greet Juliana when she came home from her middle school formal. But he has his second game at Nazareth High School on Sunday. And I'm hoping for a similar result. But I thought that was funny. The middle linebacker to basketball court transition is probably a challenge. And he also looks a little different than the other basketball players, as you might imagine. Um, there were comments about the size of his arms. <laughs> uh, yeah, we uh, we had the opportunity to uh, to host Andrew. Yes, in our More Than Money World headquarters on Monday, uh, as he did a job shadowing. 
and uh, I I hope I was um, open enough with Andrew to let him know how much I appreciated his um, real commitment to getting as much quality information as he could get from each of us. He prepared at an exceptional level. And some of his questions, uh, I've had 50-year-olds come in for job interviews <laughs> that weren't one-third as well-prepared and had less than half the insight that he did. <laughs> so we're very, very proud of him. But he's, he's uh, as they say, ripped. The boy is ripped. <laughs> and uh, I know he had fun with Mark because Mark's one, Mark Belsack in our office is uh, both an extraordinary financial advisor, extraordinary, and an extraordinary person. We, we, uh, he, he's one of my, my dearest friends, one, one of the people I love most in the world. Um, but he's also huge. <laughs> uh, as, as is my, my habit, I will occasionally um, hug people, slap them on the back, and I slap Mark on the back. It's like hitting a brick wall. Mm-hmm. He's huge. They share, um, they have a lot in common, and they, oh. I, they talked about, I think, protein for a little while. <laughs> um, Mark knows a lot about that kind yes, of stuff, he and uh, he's uh, he, he does mixed martial arts, and he, um, for many years in in our in our world, uh, Gene was the enforcer. Gene doesn't need to be the enforcer anymore because <laughs> uh, Mark can take care of them. <laughs> and we're kind of hopeful. I, it's um, it's still a very long way away, of course, but. Gosh, it would be uh, what a wonderful thing if we had another generation of youngs coming into the business. <laughs> that would be cool. Uh, Mark's son Zane wants to do a job shadow with us as well. Yep. Um, Mark has three wonderful young men as as sons. He's very very committed to making and has been. We we've been together. Gosh, coming up on ten years together. So I've known the kids since they were young. Always fantastic. Hmm. Um, when he lost his mom. And Diane and I were at the funeral. All three of the boys were so sensitive, so handled themselves so beautifully under difficult circumstance uh, that it was a wonderful thing to see. And gosh, again, another potential generational move for us. Um, It's fantastic. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, did uh, Zach end up going to the basketball game? Yeah, Zach went. So Zach went to the game, and you split duty, he kept the and, book. Yeah. and you were there for uh, for Juliana. Yeah, uh, we've seen pictures of uh, this is middle school. Yes, seventh like, grade. Yeah, I'm thinking convent time. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> I take that that one picture. You had like six, seven girls together. Yeah, yeah, all of them in the convent. <laughs> I am not letting them. I'm a dad, and I'm a dad of of daughters. So. And Juliana, as far as I'm concerned, belongs to me. So I'm very protective. Convent. <laughs> 610-720-7900. We go to the phones. We talk to Scott. Scott, good morning. Dean, good morning. Your first comment right off the bat is a thank you. But three and a half years ago, you gave me some advice. that gave me the confidence to get into my dream home. So thank oh. you for that three and a half years ago. Oh, you're very uh, welcome. Fantastic. Yeah. My question is, well, my circumstances are I'm, I'm 64 years old. I'll be 65 next July. Um, my company is getting rid of the department I work for, work in. So I'm getting downsized. And I may end up having to go into retirement next year. 
now. My full Social Security doesn't kick in till I'm 66 and a half. Now, <clears throat> with the, the contract we have, I may be getting a severance package that may be like a year's salary, you know, to compensate for being out of a job. Mm-hmm. So my question is, I, should I, assuming I get the, the severance package, should I just live off of that and my pension till I'm 66 and a half? Or I'm not sure what the penalty is for taking my retirement early. Or is it best just to take early retirement and then, you know, then I sort of, I, I can pay all my bills on the pension and, and, and the, even the reduced Social Security. So, and then just bank that year's salary. Yeah, it's a very interesting question, Scott. Um, if if you did not bank the severance package, do you currently have emergency funds kind of tucked away? Uh, for right now, yeah, a couple of months worth. Okay. Um, my inclination to, to in every situation where where there is at least the chance to get a higher social security benefit is to push for the higher social security benefit. And what you're describing by using the severance package or any other savings that you've got is what we often refer to as bridging, bridging from when you need to retire, or in this case are, are kind of kicked to the curb uh, to the point where you get normal retirement age or even a little bit beyond now, the gap at age 65 between what you would have gotten 18 months later and what you would get at 65 is about a 9%, almost a 10% reduction. So if your normal retirement age was going to be 3000 you're going to end up at 2700 It's not a dreadful result. It's not a great result. It just is. And, and if at that point, as our good friend Mark Basak says often, you take Social Security when you need it. If at that point you need it, then sure, you go ahead and take it, and it's water under the bridge. But if you can, again, use the word bridge, if you can bridge from your retirement age to either normal retirement age where you're going to get a lifetime, you're going to get an increase in your benefits for the rest of your life, and maybe even beyond for every month that you go beyond your normal retirement age, your benefit forever goes up two thirds of a percent, eight percent a year. It's a pretty attractive option. Now, to be blunt, you may not know uh, specifically what you can or can't do until you get much closer, see exactly what the severance package is, work on your uh, retirement budget so you're real, real clear. These are the kinds of things that if you sat with one of our financial advisors, uh, they would be able to map out for you using a tool called Journey Guide. And then they can compare dollars to dollars, apples to apples, uh, going early, taking Social Security, waiting a year, spending down some of your savings and, and getting a higher Social Security. And once you see the numbers long term, you pick whichever one makes you smile the most. Yeah, actually, making an appointment was uh, on my list of things to do <laughs> coming up. But when I heard the call, I thought I would try it. So, but really right now, that my penalty, if you want to look at it that way, would be just less than 10%. Uh, 10% or less, yes. 
And and by the way, uh, Scott, the the adjustments on your benefits are on month by month. Mm. So for every month that you delay between, say, 65 and 66 and a half, your benefit will go up a half of a of, of a percent. So, again, if your current benefit is three thousand bucks, one percent is 30. Every month, your benefit will rise fifteen dollars, one hundred and eighty dollars that year and and so on. So, yeah, it's uh, uh, you, you've got some really interesting uh, options that you can. <laughs> my apologies, drop my mic. It, you you've got some really interesting options. I'm certain that that once you uh, you kind of go through the journey guide experience, you're going to go ah, this one's this is exactly what I want to do. Um, you, you'll you'll come to the choice that fits you best. Yeah, Gene, that's awesome. And as always, thank you again. Love your show. Thank you, sir. God bless. Merry Christmas. God bless you. Bye-bye. Is it too early to Merry Christmas? You know, it's a good question. I've been feeling weird about saying it, but it really shouldn't be too early. Like, technically. It's too weak. Right. But when I've I've said it, like, in emails mostly, yeah. a couple times in person, and I feel. It's too early. I feel like it's. And it's probably just because I'm not ready for Christmas. Oh, that could be. I'm feeling yeah, stressed you have a lot about of pressure. that. A yeah. lot of pressure. Yeah. Well, you've got a daughter you got to put in a convent. Yeah, I mean it's a lot of stuff I have to do right now. Son, you got to kind of track to see how quickly he files out of a game. You know, right? Kind of, yeah, he's the enforcer. Yeah, they call him the beef underneath. The beef underneath, like under the hoop. Yeah. I understood. Yeah, it's well, basketball. I, the, it's, I, not other, everybody would understand. So I was. Just oh yeah, clarifying. that was for the audience. Yeah, for the listener. Our audience, they're really smart. I listen to a, um, one of the podcasts I listen to when I run is Smartless. Um, Jason Bateman, Will Arnett, and Sean Hayes, they crack me up. So if you see me running down the street and I'm laughing out loud, I'm not just crazy. It's because I'm listening to these goofballs. Um, but one of the things they, that Jason always says is, like, he'll, he'll provide this explanation that about what they're talking about. And he always says, listener, that means blah, blah, blah. Ah. And and he makes it sound like they only have one listener. Listener. Mm-hmm. Oh. So that beef underneath. So when you say uh, you're laughing hysterically, it doesn't mean that you're crazy. It also doesn't mean that you're not crazy. No, I, I said it's not only oh, because not I'm only. crazy. It's also because I'm not listening only. to a funny podcast. Yeah. Okay then. <clears throat> well, that was really good. The beef underneath. <laughs> uh, for all the uh, the young ladies out there, he happens to be a handsome young man. It's the beef underneath. Oh, stay away from my son. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Wow. All right. Grandchildren. I'm thinking daughters, granddaughters. That No? Not now. Not now? Jeez. I'm not even old enough to have a 16-year-old. Oh, yeah. This Talk to Diane. Talk about not old enough to have. Uh, in, in very short order, we're going to have a daughter that we need to refer to as Dr. Dr. Alyssa. Mm-hmm. <sighs> That's pretty crazy. That's how you can now whenever they say Alyssa in conversation and they're not talking about me, they're talking about their daughter, Diane will say like my Alyssa. Yes. So soon you can say doctor, doctor Alyssa, Alyssa instead because I'm no doctor. Sadly, she's getting her Ph.D. in forensic science. So if I do decide to take out some of these snarky emailers, she'll probably solve the crime and send me to prison. She's very ethical. She That's wouldn't. also going to make it harder for Diane to kill you, unless she, she pays off her daughter to not figure it out. Nah, just they're 
Sickest Are they in cahoots? Oh, it's all three. Come on. <laughs> 610-720-7900, gene at askmtm.com, morethanmoneyonline.com. If you're just joining us, where have you been? <laughs> <laughs> For gosh sakes. We have 11 minutes left. To, no, we have uh, nine and a half minutes left in this edition of More Than Money. Uh, but welcome. Uh, whatever. Better late than never. Precisely, precisely. And if you're wondering what went on the first hour <laughs> 50 minutes. John's wondering too. The word podcast uh, comes to mind. You can pick up our shows. This show, of course, will be uh, on our website Monday around noon. All of our previous shows, if you want to listen into last week's um, deba- uh, show for uh, the holiday event, it was great. It was a lot of fun. It was. Uh, all you have to do is go to morethanmoneyonline.com, check out the uh, podcasts of our radio shows. We also have tons of videos there from our PBS 39 and our Blue Ridge Cable uh, TV shows. Uh, I, I think you're going to find some of them really, really fascinating. Um, so if you want to catch up, you catch up. But for those who only have a few moments, we wanted to send a special thank you for everybody who were so supportive of us last week as we had our holiday, our Christmas event at our office. And we ended up with tons of folks there. Um, lots of great fun, but most importantly, raising funds for the children's home of Easton. And as of this morning, we got, we got a a very substantial check last evening. That's how it just has a life of its own. Uh, as of this morning, $4,400. Thank you. Thank you. Oh my gosh. Thank you. And if you, uh, if you've already received our email uh, newsletter, then you already know that I'm thanking you a hundred times over for all the blessings you've given us this year. Just breathtaking. Just, you guys are amazing. And there's lots of pictures there of the various events. And one of my dearest friends who got her newsletter late yesterday afternoon, sent me a quick text saying, I couldn't help but notice that all the pictures that you posted where it could have been Gene gets an award could have been uh, Daryl makes a speech. It could have been, uh, look how important we are. All the pictures in our newsletter, and these were picked by Megan. They all are pictures of our efforts to make somebody else's life a little bit better. Uh, Our Folds of Honor event, our Holiday for the Children's Home of Easton event, our Invest in You event. Um, laughing at my nightmare. That's our stinky picture. Yep, the That's 5K. The 5K <laughs> that we ran in 95-degree uh, heat with 99% humidity. I think it was 102%. It had to be. Yep. And uh, <laughs> according to Alabama Steve, I, I look like a man not to be trifled with. That's right. Think, You're proud of that, aren't you? I am indeed. I am indeed. Hey. The beef underneath. Uh, when necessary. <laughs> when necessary. Um, and Andrew's getting there. He, he's learning to uh, when it's appropriate and when it's not. So that's right. I'm, uh, that's I a have, part of the growing up process. Uh, precisely. I have great, great expectations for this show, <laughs> man. 610-720-7900. We can sneak you in in the last four minutes. But if you've got a quick one over there. 
I have I have an email that has um, uh. one piece of punctuation, <laughs> and it's all written in capital letters, so I'm kind of excited to see if I can decipher what this says. Well, then if it's all caps, you have to yell. No, I'm not going to. I'll read it in monotone. How about? Okay. Yeah. I will like to know we have a house in Virginia that my mom and dad left us, but we will like to sell it to a invest, but four out of six would like sell it. The other two do not want to sell. My older brother and sister are co-executors on the wills. Do both of them have to sign off to sell the house? Please let me know ASAP. Thank. (laughs) (sighs) (laughs) Sorry, I, I... Punctuation, yeah. highly. I'm overrated. a grammar nerd. This is this is it's, it's, rough. It's us. Um, okay, so uh, mom and dad left house to six siblings. Um, four of the six want to sell it. Two don't want to sell it. There's two co-executors. Do they both have to sign off to sell? How do they handle this yucky situation? Mm. Well, um, <laughs> the answer is most likely found in the will. Okay. Executors, a lot of folks think that they make all the decisions. Um, they don't. No. In general, they make very few decisions. The decisions were made for them, and they were outlined in the will, not unlike a recipe. I'm making an apple pie. I'm going to start with peaches because that's what I – whoa, 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 whoa. Recipe says apples. Yeah, but I, yeah, it's got nothing to do with what you want. <laughs> it's got to do with somebody else wants an apple pie. <sighs> okay. You're saying that doesn't sound like much fun. It's not. Being an executor is not fun. Uh, necessary? Yep. Got it. Uh, on occasion, you grit your teeth and you do things that you uh, must for people that you care about, um, whether they're fun or not. That's the executor. Now, in this case, there are co-executors. Do they both need to sign? Yep. Yep. Now, before anybody out there starts to say, wait a second, if they both need to sign, what if they disagree? There's nothing to disagree about. The will will say something along the lines of, um, we leave this home to our six children uh, with the intent that the executors sell the property and distribute the proceeds. There's no vote. That's pretty clear. It is pretty clear. Now, in the alternative, the will could say, the will could say, uh, we leave our home to our six children. Uh, if any one of them wants to use the home, they can buy out the shares of, of the other children. That's pretty direct as well. It is. It would be very rare, and it would be a very poorly written will to say, we leave our home to our six kids and the executors can decide to sell it if they want or not sell it if they want or leave it alone if they want. Uh, uh. Now, is it possible it's poorly written? Sure. Is it possible that this person who needs to know ASAP, a- a- um, sorry, I did, I tried monotone. This is kind of, it's all caps. Um, yeah, get, get yourself an attorney, have the attorney read the will and they can interpret it for you. In general, it would be, it's not legal malpractice. It's just really bad practice to say, you got six kids? Yeah, leave the house to all six. Let them decide. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's a recipe for disaster. Oh, just give them all loaded guns and throw them in a room together. Oh, Oh, the pain. It's just just dreadful. That's a very bad, bad idea. 
So bottom line is uh, the will is the recipe. The executors are the cooks following the recipe. And if you have any questions about whether they're following it correctly, have the recipe reviewed by your own estate planning attorney, somebody that you know and trust. If you don't have one, let us know, um, and uh, we can get you a referral. Uh, the fact that it's in Virginia is interesting. My guess is that means your mom and dad lived in Virginia, so um, we would need uh, we need to get through our network a referral to an attorney who is licensed mm-hmm. in Virginia. But goodness gracious. <laughs> By the way, uh, co-executors is usually a problem. Too many cooks in the kitchen. We Too keep many... going back to the yeah, chef uh, it's analogy. All about, it's no. all about food. It's, uh, I'm it's... hungry. Uh, absolutely. I have, a, uh, I have visions of bacon, egg, and cheese biscuits floating in my head, <laughs> which soon will be floating in my stomach. <laughs> There's a banana waiting for me in the car. Oh, that's... <laughs> and there you have it, folks. <laughs> The differential. (laughs) How are they? They're so much alike. How are they different? She's incredibly healthy. And I eat bacon, egg, and cheese biscuits. Here sounds better. (laughs) Oh, it's it. They are lovely. Lovely indeed. We just have a couple minutes left in this edition of Morning Money. First of all, congratulations to Andrew. Thanks. And congratulations to Juliana on her formal. That's fantastic. Thanks. She had fun. Um, and uh, those pictures are posted on Facebook, unless you're young. Uh, <laughs> what, what, what my do profile I know? is not public. <laughs> I have no idea. I, I know I don't see them. So I, I, you better send me those pictures. Okay. Uh, bottom line is uh, we are so blessed, um, so thankful for you, and uh, so excited for not just the Christmas season, and all the reasons to be so very happy, so very joyous, but for the new year and the chance to serve more of you. So we're, we're very, very blessed indeed. If you have questions that we can help with, send them to us. Alyssa at askmtm.com. Alyssa at askmtm.com. Gene at askmtm.com works very well. Go to our website, morethanmoneyonline.com, morethanmoneyonline.com, and uh, check it all out and then reach out to us. And, uh, hey, you can go old school. You're allowed to call 24-7. We have uh, electronic uh, reception. And, of course, Monday through Friday, normal business hours, 610-746-7007. 610-746-7007. God bless you all. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. And we'll see you next week on More Than Money. I know how you keep on giving. Oh,